Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Welcome to Midweek Service. Um, today we'll continue our series, um, Is the Lord My Healer? So usually we do um, series every month, okay? Usually change series every month. But this particular one, we're going to continue, okay? It doesn't stop today. It doesn't stop today, okay? And the reason is that um, many times we tend to switch from one thing to another before we actually fully get the one thing we are doing. Right, we tend to move too fast to the next thing, even before we fully get what we're talking about. And if we are teaching healing so that people know how to live healed and get people healed, then it doesn't make sense to leave it before we get it. And because as human beings, it can feel like, yeah, just another healing series, okay? So We've heard it in our head. What's that kind of feeling? We've heard it since before. We're not hearing it again. It's just pastoral teaching, healing series like we do every year. All right? But when we stay on it, you know that, okay, we are being serious this time. That there is no worry. That we have to get it. Not just get it, we have to practice it. Do you understand? Okay? We have to deliberately lay out of things as deliberately practice. So that where we have health challenges, we don't just merely let the, the, the series pass. We use it as a time of our lives to put a target on those problems and get them resolved. So, until I feel we should let it go, we'll continue. So I have this Kate Moore series. I listened to when I was in school, my, five, my, yeah, my final year. So, he went through each of the healings of Jesus in a 20 series, 20 sermon series message. So, they came for 20 times to talk about healing. All right? So, we'll do something similar. What we feel we are done. We are done when we are getting results, not when we just hear it. We, are, we know that, okay, it has gone beyond the doctrine to a lifestyle. Do you understand? Now, we don't get so familiar with God's word. You just hear it when I, mm, okay. No, we must see the fruits of the word in our lives. All right? Amen. So we are here on this topic to feel, okay, we are good. All right? So tonight, Mark, Mark 16, 15 to 20. I want to talk about ministry and healing, okay? Mark 16, 15 to 20. Are we good online, offline? I think this fan is blowing to me a lot today. I need the fan, but it's blowing. To, it's only stop mic me. Technical, what says thou? Well, my friend, is it clear enough? And the, the noise is not entering too much. Okay, fine. 
very soon from now they just tell us, you know what, let's just do AC that faces pastor. This fan is, we are, we, are, we are above it. Let's just do, how much is it? Check any money. Let's just, you know, so. Let your faith produce. Let your faith produce. Mark 16, 15 to 20. Once we go, NIV, it said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Isn't that interesting? It did not say to all people. It said to all creation. And I don't want to assume that it chose his words wrongly. Could it possibly mean that the gospel ought to affect not just man, but man and his world? That the gospel ought to affect not just man, but man and his world. People make up societies. People make up nations. People make up ethnic environments. So when people are transformed, genuinely transformed, it should show in the world around them. I feel strongly that this hasn't happened much because of faulty theology. Christ told us to preach the kingdom, the kingdom. He told them the kingdom is at hand, and for us, the kingdom has come. But we spend too much time preaching heaven that we go to, not the heaven that comes to the earth. So, if my theology is to escape creation, I can't affect creation. You understand? If my theology is to escape this creation, I can't affect this creation. So, the gospel ought to affect man that affects his environment. This is very important. All right? Verse 16. Whoever believes and is baptized, or whoever believes, the under is Kai, K-A-I. All right? And many times, many times it means that is baptized. That is. So, you know, the and there could also mean that is. So to join two things together. Whoever believes that is baptized. You know I'm saying this? People tend to mean that baptized to mean to enter into water. That whoever believes and now enter inside water. All right? Is saved. I don't think that's what they're saying here. Whoever believes, that believing is the baptism into the Spirit. The one who is saved is one with Jesus. We were buried together, and we rose together. So in salvation, we were immersed into in Christ, into Christ. So the baptism, the cocoa baptism, leave the water alone for now. The real baptism after salvation, that we entered into Christ. Amen. The water we now enter inside, if you want to, is a symbol of what happened in Christ. All right? So whoever believes that is baptized into Christ will be saved. All right? Next. 
What doesn't believe will be condemned. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. He didn't say, if you believe, but you didn't enter water, you'll be condemned. People place more emphasis on the symbol. It's why in Acts 10, to clear our doubts, while Peter yet spoke, he began to speak in tongues to show that they had become part of the new creation. Peter then said, ah, what in tongues, oh? can we then put them inside water? The water is a symbol. It is not the real deal. The real deal happened at salvation, that we got baptized into Christ. So there's no need for the arguments we have in church. Eh, why, are you, why are you dying over symbols? Why are, you, why are we hung up on symbols? You got saved. You believed in Christ. The symbols are... Mm, the real deal is that I've become one with Christ as salvation. All right. All right. And these signs, glory to God, will accompany those who believe. Woo! Hallelujah. These signs will follow those who believe. What about those who believe? Those who are saved. Those who are in Christ. Those who have his nature. By believing, we got into Christ. We got his nature. We, we, we became people that have Zoe. We have his life, his authority, his nature, you know, godlikeness, godliness. So these are the signs that follow godlikeness. These are the signs that follow being in Christ. These are signs of the new man. Now, the, the regular man has signs. He talks, he eats, he has emotions, he falls in love, leaves, leaves the love he fell into, enter another one, falls out, falls in love, you know. The, the normal man has signs. He gets married, he has children, he has sex, children come. The normal man has signs. But the new man also has signs. The Bible calls a new man a new creation, a new species. Every species has its characteristics. As a signs. Dogs bark. Hopefully your dog barks. Hold me Hopefully. So when I got my dog then, for the first week, I was not back. For the first week, it was not barking. We're like, ha. I just told back. We're having dogs take a while to know the environment before they begin to get free to own it. You get so they want to own the environment for a while. They want to know it's their own first before they begin to show off. So after a while, of when I felt like, okay, this is my house. And now began to show so that when he barks, you are on the next street, you are hearing wah, wah, yeah. so, so every species has signs. So these are the signs that follows the new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Okay? So every creation, every living thing has characteristics. Mammals are four on their skin. So these are the signs that follow the new creation. In my name. Hallelujah. They will drive out demons. Now, <laughs> did he say when they are in a good mood? When they are all prayed up. You know, when they are so prayed up, they can feel the fire. That in my name, then they will drive out demons. No. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Woo. So this new creation has a language. This new species, like animals have their own language, has its own language. Like I then choose not to speak their foolish. 
I didn't want to speak it because he said it's not good. No, no. But Jesus told us, sir, that this peshi has its language. They will speak with new tongues. It's why, because we are from the same city, Zion, I tongue to interpret. Oh, yeah. Your spirit gets it. Sir? Hallelujah. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. So he says when you mistakenly drink nonsense food, it should not hurt you. You mistakenly eat bad vegetable. He says it should not hurt you. Christ speaking. No, he doesn't, he doesn't lie. He doesn't just throw us about. He says when you mistakenly touch COVID, or COVID touches you, oh, monkey pox, again, rat pox. He says it should not hurt you, describing the characteristics of the new man. He says, they will place their hands on sick people, Ooh. and they will get well. Christ, the firstborn of the new creation, is describing to us what the new creation is. We should believe him. Why? He's the firstborn of the new creation. He's describing to you and I what our life is. How we ought to see life. How we ought to deal with challenges of life. Describing the new man in his characteristics. So he says, you that believe, you will place your hands on the sick. And the sick will get well. Hallelujah. You know, when people, this is our problem, okay, that we look like them. We, we were born like them, physically. We look like them, work in the same office, we not look like we are mates, you know. Work in the same office, eat the same eba, the same grand square bread, you know. Or uh, this, this new one, American English something, new old English, you know. We eat the same bread, buy the same dollar at 710 or 800. Alright, so this is the way we can begin to feel like we are them. So they saw Christ and they said, Is this not the carpenter's son? I beg. I beg, Jerry, we be. We be. I know his mama. I know his mother. I know his, uh, this guy lived on my streets. I beg, which power? Guess what? Even we have believed it. Even we get to believe like we are ordinary people. And what you believe rules over your life. What you believe rules over your life. So remind ourselves consistently. I look like them. I am not them. We both support us now. It's fine. But I am man in Christ, yeah? I am Tolu Ayani according to the flesh. But according to the spirit, I am Christ. This part has to ring clearly in our heads. Alright? So, Christ commands us to heal the sick. Matthew 10, 1 to 8. Someone say, I choose to believe God's word. Say it again with confidence, with your full chest. I choose to believe God's word. Matthew 10, 1 to 8. Want to go together? 
Jesus called his 12 disciples and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Let's go to verse 7. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. says, he called them and gave them authority to heal the sick, to drive out demons. He now told them, as you go, proclaim. Okay? The kingdom of God has come near. Our own is, the kingdom of God has now come. All right? He now said, when you get there, beg me to heal the sick. Is that what he said? When you get there, pray, I will heal the sick. No, is that what he said? Okay. If, if I will, when you get there and you pray, if I will, I will heal the sick. Let's look at it together. What did he say? When you get there, preach and heal. He didn't say I will the sick. That's the sincere truth. All true. When I spoke about healing, he never said he will do it. He says you do it. He says we should heal the sick. He didn't say he will heal the sick. He says you, I, should heal the sick. Think about it well. That if the sick will get healed, it's not up to God anymore. It's up to me. It is not up to God. That's the sincere practical truth that Christ said here. That if the sick will get well, you heal the sick. You drive out demons. You raise the dead. Oh boy. I used to myself, Christ, for that sick part, if I stop at that sick part, that dead way you go. If I know, if I know, <laughs> if I know near that part. But Christ said it. You heal the sick. You raise the dead. You cleanse those who have leprosy. You cleanse those who have leprosy. He did not say you should give them cream. <laughs> you can't give them That's not the point. He says you cleanse those who have leprosy. He says, freely, hallelujah, freely you have received. So you can freely give, meaning you have it to give. He says you have it. Again, we had haves, not the have-nots. You have to change how we think. When you see yourself like one that you are the haves, the way you pray will change. Your prayers will be less begging God, more authoritative. They said when they heard Christ preach, he preached as one word authority, not like the scribes. So he was not saying, um, I will pray, but if it's God's will, it will happen. If not God's will, it will not happen. It was not if in the matter. Okay? He taught as one who had 
mean that he knew that it depended on him. Authority means the results depend on my action. Do you understand? Freely you have received. Freely give. When you got born again, you received the Spirit. So freely you have received. And the Spirit is the carrier of the power. So freely you can give. Freely you receive authority in Christ. So you can speak and things move. So freely also you give. Now it is a, you know, when you get saved and you now grow in Christ for two years, you now tell devils to get out, you now get out. It is when you grow up in Christ. No. He says, drive out demons. This guy, Matthew 10, they were not saved yet. In Matthew 10, guys were disciples before he got saved. And they were doing it. On his authority. How much more now that we are now buried with him? We were buried with him. We were raised together with him. We were now seated with him. It's only if Jesus lied. And we know this guy never lied. Hallelujah. Freely I have received. Woo. You should think about it a lot. Freely I have received. I, I like the freely part. Because there's a way we make it look like we end it. My anointing. Well, it's, it's, it works through you. But don't say the mind as though you worked for it. Amen. I prayed and fasted. Hundred days, and now got the anointing. Please, dear, that's why you got it. You already had it. You didn't just know before. Freely you have received. It must remain to you that you got it freely. It must remain in your consciousness that whatever I have, I got freely. Freely I have received. Freely I give. Now, when you make it look as though you worked for it, you feel the need to keep on working for it. You feel the need to keep on working for it. So you feel like when I've not prayed, there's no anointing. Because you feel like you worked for it. Do you understand? So that we stop praying to use God for miracles. And I call you, ah, um, that guy is sick. Ah, let me go and pray. You see, you want to use God. So we begin to pray more for intimacy and fellowship with God. Do you hear my point here? It changes how we see these things. I don't pray to use God. I pray for fellowship, for communication, for relationship. Out of it then flows a life of miracles. Do you understand? Yes, I can pray in tongues and get stirred up. I can stop the anointing by praying in tongues. I can stir the grace by praying in tongues. But I was not put the grace as a result of prayer. Do you understand? I was freely given. Do you get it? I can stir it by prayer. I must remember that I was freely given. So I have. I was freely given, so I have. I always have. I was given freely, so I always have. Are we together, guys? I was freely given the anointing, the grace, the authority, the power of the Spirit. I was freely given. So if I was freely given, I always have. If I did not earn it, it means I always have it. If I did not earn it, I can't lose it. 
If I do not earn it, I can't lose it. They say, what me like a ra-ra-ra? All right. See yourself like one that has. Luke 10, 1 to 4. Luke 10. Want to go? After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Verse 2, he told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Out of the harvest, therefore, send out workers into his harvest field. Verse 3, Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Verse 4, Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, do not greet anyone. On earth. Okay, go to verse 8. Verse together. We enter a town and are welcomed. Eat what is offered to you. Verse 9. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. Look at that. So when you enter a town, heal all the sick who are in that town. Ooh. When you enter a town, heal all the sick who are in that town. Do you see that? And this was to the seven, not to the twelve, to the seventy. To show that healing is Bobuero thing for believer. It's Bobuero. It's for every believer. It's not an elite thing. It's not for an elite class of believers. It is for every believer. He told them. Go two by two and clear the town of sicknesses. Wow. He says, as you preach, you must also heal. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's go to verse 17. Every believer has a healing ministry. Every believer has a healing ministry. Every believer in Christ has a healing ministry. The way we are called to preach is we are also called to teach, to heal. The way we are called to preach is exactly the same way we are also called to heal. We are called to preach and to heal. So if you preach the gospel, you also heal with the gospel. Hallelujah. The way we are called, see, when you look through scripture, whatever Christ said, preach, he also said heal. When he said preach, he also said heal. Where he preached, he also healed. That you must make sure healing goes to your preaching. So he didn't, tell, he didn't tell them, Jesus loves you, but stay sick. He loves you so much. But it's your sickness, we give him, you know, some glory vibes. Some hidden glory. Do you understand? Because people, people preach it. People tell people that this is your sickness that you are in right now. is the glory of God. Not the healing of it, not the healing. Like Christ did in John 9. When he told them the sickness was going to bring, the healing of the sickness will bring him glory. The healing will bring, people tell people their sickness unhealed is bringing glory. I don't understand it. How's it called? Another gospel. That right there is another gospel. Another gospel. Again, it's what? Another gospel. When he tells someone to stay sick, stay, just be there. That sickness. Is God's glory another gospel? 
being sick brings God's glory. Why do you get medication? Why do you go and get treatment for cancer? If he needs some weird glory, why are you not telling God, God, top it up? So that the glory will, you know, Boku, glory, Yakpa. Let's be consistent, okay? Verse 17. 72 returned woo, with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to who, to who, to who, to us in your name. It's your name, right? But they submit to us. It is a us thing in his name. The demons submit to us in your name. They're like, oh boy, Jesus, they walk, oh, they must, they jar. Oh. They return with joy. I mean, there was some noise. There was some rejoicing. Like, ah, what's in work, though? Ah, for you too, he said, he said, I do want, I do want to. <laughs> yeah. They were yet unsaved. They went with the name and his authority. So, it makes it clear that you don't, you don't, have, a demon, you don't have a demon problem. You don't have a demon problem. You can lack sense to deal with it. That's a, that's a different problem. But you don't have a demon problem. People sort of wear stuff that we should not believe. Go and fast and pray to deal with devils. It's not in scripture. Whatever Christ went to, it was out. It was even out, out, out. He didn't have time. Out. And they do, ah, and they out. But you, you are there one hour. What are you doing? Just what, 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 what are you doing? What, you don't have work. Bad doctrine, bad theology will put you in trouble. <sighs> Hallelujah. Okay, verse 18. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. You guys dragged him today. From where I did, I did a dragon. You guys dragged this guy well. Ah! I'm, I was seeing the dragon who dragged him today. Verse 19. I have given you authority to do what? Trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Hallelujah. Nothing will harm you. People say, eh, when, when there are devils, they are scared to touch them. Are you kidding me? From where to where, how? As as how? You know what they're talking about? Nothing will harm you. They see you and run. They see you, they should cross, cross, when they, see, they should just cross. That guy, Jah. They will see Christ and like, hey, we know him all, we know him. So also they said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. You also, I know, that's the point. If you are a man in Christ, they know you. You, you, know, you, you have to know yourself. You to know yourself. You have to also know yourself. If you don't, they can slay you. Jesus, I know. Of course, to know you know. You are not crazy. You are not mad. You do not see me. Knowledge of Christ makes you bold. And I deal with the more possessed people with anger and annoyance. Please waste my time. 
don't waste my time. I can I, I won't slap someone because out of anger. I like to see the guy slap. <laughs> and it's easy. I will never break a sweat on a demon. Never. God forbid it. Break sweat on a demon. Never. 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 It's an authority thing. It's a man in Christ thing. We must know. You must understand man in Christ. James 5, 14 to 15. It says, I have given you authority to trample. We must become full of the word. Study these things over and over. Study it. Pray in tongues over it. Rejoice over it. Let it go in where where may it enter. Be full of the word. So that you have, so, so, so when you face challenges, you have a word response. Because you are full. You know will say, is what I hear basically. I used to be full. In English it means, is what the bed eats that the bed can fly with. The energy of what he eats is what he can fly with. So, it's God's word that you are full of that you can soar on. It's God's word that we are full of that we can soar on. I'm not my father here in school. I'll tell you this someone on healing. Okay, this can get more someone then on healing, my father here. And that night, I remember to just doing all night. So just doing like also doing tiwa sleep. It was not it was just a very short command to have the guy tiwa. Guys sleep. Let's do next morning, Pastor. I was pastor then shabbat. Said I slept. Of course you slept. Of course. I used you slept. It was not in doubt. When you are full of the word, it will come out of you with authority. Some, some years ago, I met a lady on Twitter. She could not, she could not sleep. She was having sleep at night. I also told her by text, tonight you will sleep so, so long, you wake up late. You'll be late for work tomorrow morning. Late to work or church, you'll be late. So I said, so it was. I didn't have, it was a type, typed prayer. Amen. It was typed prayer. Typed. What you are full of, what you can live out. Sometimes we, we, we read the word too casually. We are too fast with it. Just chapter one. Yeah, streak. We have to be full of the word. Stay with it. Go over it again. Chew it in tongues. Be full of the word. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. James 5. His words, the air put in the stomach that the bed will fly with. His words, the bed puts in the stomach that the bed will fly with. You only soar on the word in your spirit. You only soar on the word in your spirit. You only soar with the word in your spirit. You only soar with the word in your spirit. You only soar with the word in your spirit. Nothing will by any means am me. Nothing will by any means am me. People have repelled bullets, Christians. People have repelled bullets. 
nothing will by any means harm me. Nothing will by any means harm me. Christ told them, they don't take my life. I lay my life down. To do what? Pick it back up. <sighs> See, this command I have received of the Father. They did not take my life. I laid it down so that I can what? pick it back. So they came to him to look for him and said, I am he. Everywhere scatter. It didn't mean, it didn't mean, it didn't mean to release power. He didn't plan to release power. He didn't, release power. He did not plan to release power like that. He just said, I am he. And power just released by itself. And everybody went, power. So it means that for them to take him, he allowed them. Peter caught someone's ear. Christ joined. Ha! He picked the ear. Peter, what are you doing now? I have to lay his life down. Pa! Pa! And Christ is the firstborn of the new creation. The model, the prototype. As he is, so am I in this world. So Christ would have us when we see his works to say me too. John 14, 14. The one that believes in me. Works that I do, and even greater works will he do. He's telling you that when you see his works, his acts, you say, yes, sir, me too, plus more. We have to believe God's word. We have, no, 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 we have to believe it. People have, people have done it. So we have any, people have done it. People like us, of like passion, have worked the word. It only works by being full of the word. John 5, James 5, 14 to 15. Are we there? Is anyone among you sick? Let them call out to the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. says when they call you as church elder, he said when you get there, tell the person sorry, it is well. Sorry, it is well. It is well. It is well. Now for baritone voice, it is well. These things happen. Such is life. In the by and by, there was no more sickness. So just manage it for now. This is well. This is well. Sorry. He says, pray for the sick. Pray for the sick. Pray for the sick. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Did he say, if it is God's will, the person will be well. No. The prayer offered in faith will make the person well. So, if I only tell you sorry, what we can mistakenly do, because this humanity can sometimes be only a man touch. Eh? 
have done a bad job as a church elder. If you tell me you are here, and I only tell you sorry, I've not, not done a complete job. I've not done a full job. Now, I guess sometimes we do it because, especially I'm talking to my my not want to even have prayer for healing. So just, sorry I'm be going. But the right thing to do is to pray the prayer of faith. Sometimes people come to you and you know that they don't believe the prayer of faith. So that, that story, is just, story is just convenient. The story is just, okay, it's convenient. But the ideal thing is this, that if you're a member of the church, you should believe, because if you're a member of the church and you are, you are sick, call elders, meaning that you should believe in healing. You should have faith for healing. So when you come to me, you should come with faith. I'm not saying come to me because you can pray first and get better by yourself. You can do that. If you, if you ever come to me, don't come and tell pastor I'm not feeling just yes, sorry. Come with faith. When I when we pray together, faith is released and there is healing. Don't just come for me to tell you sorry. You know people do it. People come for hugs and affection. People do it to pastors. They come for hugs and sorry. Yes. Yes. Just want the love. Don't pray, just sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. <sighs> Ephesians 1, verse 15 22. Ephesians 1, verse 15 to 22. We must be full of the word. Ephesians 1, verse 15 to 22. Are we there? Want to go? For this reason, ever NIV, NIV, so we are together, so we're on the same channel. NIV, NIV. All right? Are we ready? Want to go? For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in Lord Jesus, and your love for all God's people. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. 17. I keep asking, God of Lord Jesus Christ, glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may be better. Now, now, it's not saying I'm praying for you to have a new spirit. It's not praying for you to have a new Holy Ghost or a new version of the Holy Ghost or Holy Ghost upgrade. I believe that the S here should be smaller than S. It's talking about, I pray that your own spirits be quickened. Do you understand? To have insight into God's character, into God's nature, into what you have in Christ. I'm praying for your own spirits to be quickened. I'm praying for you to be quickened to understand what is yours in Christ. Because the Holy Ghost is one. I can't give you a fresh spirit of the Spirit of God. Do you understand? Okay. All right. Verse 18. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this now. To not, to not make it clearer. Here now it becomes clearer. I pray that the eyes of your heart, I, that means I'm praying for your spirit. Your spirit is your heart. Your spirit here is your heart. I'm praying that the eyes of your spirit, all right, may be enlightened, flooded with light, that you may know what, know what, 
the hope to which he has called you and what together riches of the Lord's inheritance in his holy and praying for you that you begin to understand what you have, who you are in Christ. That your eyes will be enlightened to see. Hallelujah. That by God's spirit in your spirit, your spirit will be eliminated and eliminated afresh to understand what is yours in Christ. All right. Verse 19. Look at this. And is incomparably great power. For who, for who, for who, for who, for pastors, for you know, apostles, for evangelists, amen. For those that live on the mountain. And will you okay? When I will that stay in the mountain. They don't eat, they only eat, you know, they always in our food. They don't eat meat. Amen. So they can stay on fire. Eh? It says, well, incredibly great power for us who believe the power for the man in Christ. All right? The power is what? The same as the mighty strength that was that when he raised up Christ from the dead. Okay? And said him as right in heavenly places, you know, this is the idea. That the same power that God used to pick Christ up from the dead is the power available for the believer in Christ. The same power that, that God exerted. When a powerful man exerts power, you know there is power. So, imagine a muscular person. He's big. He has muscles. He now chose to use his muscles to carry you. You know that you'll be very carried. You know you will fly. So it says that God exerted power. So the power he exerted is the power flipped to the man in Christ. God, all-powerful, exerted power. That means the power is boku. It's why he says incomparably great power. There is nothing like this power in the man in Christ. And this power is for those who believe, you and I, people in Christ. It says, this power is what took Christ up from the dead and then took him up to his what? Right hand right heavenly realms. Now this power is a power that makes Christ sit at the right hand of God. Let me explain that. When a policeman says, stop, he uses authority that is backed by a power. Do you understand? He doesn't use power, he uses authority that is backed by a power. That power can put you to jail if you don't, if you don't stop. The power can jail you if you don't stop. So the power backs the authority. So, this power available to you is what backs the authority of Jesus. This power is what makes Jesus seated at God's right hand. And this power is for the man in Christ. He says, 21, right in heavenly realms, far above. This fight should be far, let me be like Bishop, far above. 
You know why he's doing that? So you can understand that it's not a far above. You can just read it in English. Far above. Far above. Over here, yeah. That is far. It's far above. All authority. Woo! All rule and authority, power and dominion. All. 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 Village people. All. Every, all of them. All. Far above all. Every name that is invoked. Not only what? This present age. But also the one to come. That the power at work in you is ruling this present age and the one to come. My Bible says in Hebrews 6, talking about those who have tasted of the powers of the age to come. The believer in Christ is eating of the powers of the age to come. The believer in Christ is feasting with the power of the age to come. So the power that will make us have what we have then is already at work in us. So we can begin to experience and enjoy those things. Because the power of the age to come is in you now, the Spirit of God. We have got to be full of the Word. And God placed all things. Some things, some things, some things, some, some. And God placed all things, all, 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 all. The economy, the business, the society, the culture, the structure, all. Let's begin to understand these things. Let's understand it. All, all, all. All things under his feet and appointed to be heard over everything for the church. Is head over everything on our behalf. So is that what, is that we use his name to get things done because he's head over it for us. In John 17, Christ prayed, okay, that he got your crown with the glory he always had. With the glory he always had. Meaning that he always had this glory. All right? But now that is, he died, buried, and rose again, he always had the same glory. But now, now, the glory, the power is for the church. He didn't die and resurrect again to have power for himself. He always had power. He always had glory. Do you understand? He always had glory. But now, the glory, the power, the honor is for the church. So he now got it on our behalf. So that now, the power is operational to the church, through you and I. He always had it. He didn't die to have power. He didn't die to have power. He always had it. He always had it. But he came to do so that now, he's now the firstborn of the man in Christ. So that we are now begin to, can now begin to experience and live out the reality he has. So he's head over all things for the church. So I see his lordship as my lordship. I see his headship as my headship. Because his head over it for me. I hope you got that. I hope you got that. He says, which is his body? Look at this. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So we are his body. It's through us that he fills everywhere. In every way with himself. It is through us that he fills everywhere. In every way with himself. We are his agency. 
Hallelujah. So, when we know the authority we have, we can then rightly deal with situations. Matthew 16. No, no, before then. Ephesians 2, verse 6. It says here, he was raised above all these things, right? He was raised far above, said Christ, said heavenly realms, above all this, kinikon, kinikon, above all that, okay? Ephesians 2, 6. Ephesians 2, 6. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So that where he is, is where I am. So if it's above all authority, all rule, all power, all dominion, where he is. So where he is, is where I am. So I'm also above all rule, authority, dominion, whatever it is. I'm above because I'm seated within. I am in him. This is God's word. Say, I believe the word of God. Hallelujah. Matthew 16. It begins with knowing our authority. 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 When we are full of the word, we have a good reaction when things show up. We have got to be full of the word. Mogbe doesn't really fit. Mogbe doesn't really fit. Nah. Fear doesn't really, doesn't really fit. We've got to be full of the word. Verse 17. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was what? Read to you my flesh and blood, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hate will not overcome it. Verse 19. He's talking to the church. Please follow me. Verse 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He says that whatever I beg him to bind, Whatever I plead with him to lose, no. He says, I will give you. And we're given as a salvation. When we God we're giving kingdom keys as salvation. You know that, right? He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. You will do the binding. When you bind on earth, in heaven I agree with you, I will back you up. Whatever you bind or lose, I will agree with you. So if you don't bind, it's unbound. If you don't lose, it's unloosed. If you like cry and beg me for two years, Lord, please heal me. Lord, please heal me. You're not binding, you're not losing. 
I will give you the keys. Meaning that, don't get to the door and start begging. God, please let me open the door. He says, no, I will give you the keys so you do the opening. Hallelujah. So if I'm praying, God, please, use your will, you means it's a wasted prayer. It's a stupid prayer. That prayer is foul. foul. There I'll do. No, outside. <laughs> Hallelujah. Under 28. Under 28, 18 to 20. Under 28, 18 to 20. So this is when he gave us the keys of the kingdom. He just came to them and said, all authority. God, help us, help us to take these things in. Help us to really believe it. Help us to believe it. All authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to me. Don't forget, we are seated with him. We are in him. Where he is is where we are. As he is, so are we in this world. What he has, he has for me on my behalf. Is why I can do things in his name. So if you have all, all authority on earth, because I am in him, I can use, because I have in him, all authority in heaven and on earth. This is where he was telling us, I've actually got now the keys of the kingdom to give to you. Therefore, go. And make disciples of, of, of all nations. But then the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey all I have commanded you. What did he command us? Preach and heal. Preach and heal. Preach and heal. Preach and heal. You have authority to preach and to heal. And surely I am with you. To the very end of the age. So healing power is not lacking. In fact, faith is not lacking because we have all been given a measure of faith. What are we to do? Be full of the word so that your faith, when the word goes in, faith comes out. It's pressure. When the word is pumped in, faith is pumped out. It's like you have an inflow and an outflow. Okay, when the word is pumped in, faith is pumped out. Faith needs the word to be pumped out. Do you understand? Faith needs what pressure? Faith needs what pressure? Faith needs what pressure? Oh dear. What has used, you know, these pumps? You have to press in for water to come out. You have to press it in. So, if you only press a little water come out, you just do. Does it work? What do you do? You give it a good press. Faith needs word pressure. It's why you are full of the word. So there's full pressure. Faith needs word pressure. Faith needs word pressure. It's not casual. You can't just do. No, you have to flow the word. Full of it. So you give it a, do you understand? Faith needs word pressure. When word, the word goes in, faith comes out. 
When the word goes in, faith comes out, and faith is the chalk mountains. Faith chews sicknesses. Faith brings down mountains. Does it matter how far gone we have, the person has gone in sickness? It's not, it's not about how far gone. It's not about how far gone. Man, man with show of blood had gone 12 years. She had spent all she had. It just took faith in a moment to get her cured of issue of 12 years. It just took faith. It just took faith. She could have died. She could have died. She could have died. But faith got the job done. We need word pressure. We need word pressure. If I am still thinking God might or might not heal me, that is nonsense. Person will die. Person terminally ill will go. No matter of when or medical luck. Yes. No matter of when or just medical luck. Do you understand? That let us pray that medicine helps him. Let's pray that medicine, let's just pray that medicine helps him or her. Let's just hope. But medicine does not work. Medicine is as sure as going to go. If you are thinking God might or might not, trouble. The leper guy came to Jesus. Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Matthew 8, 1 to 4. Mark 1, 40 to 45. He, he came to Christ and said, he begged, God, Jesus, Jesus, if you will, you can heal me. So you can. I know you can. But I'm not sure if you will. No, Christ told him, guy, I will. He has to believe the I will to get well. The I can is not enough. No, people do. God can if he wants to. You're in trouble. You must go from God can to God can and God will. In fact, we believe in Christ that God has. You know, the Bible says in, in, in Matthew that Christ was moved with compassion. Christ was moved with compassion and then touched and said, Be healed. In Mark, the Bible says Christ was, was, was angry, was filled with indignation. That that, if you will, pain Jesus, it pained him. It felt bad. That how will you, our people, believe in that I might or might not? Are you, are you calling me a bad person? Are you calling, that's what we do to God. Are you calling me a bad person? It felt bad. He was, he, was, he was indignated. That was actually very, it pained him very well. So there was compassion and there was pain. So some people have died and it's pain Jesus. This guy should not have died. He didn't have to die now. He didn't have to die now. He didn't have to die now. But he kept telling himself, if God wills, he can heal me. That's not faith. Faith is not released. If is the badge of doubt. 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 Don't forget that Jesus said we should heal the sick. Meaning that he has done his part. Meaning that if I'm praying God, heal me, God, heal me, it will never work. You can pursue this. Why? The if is a problem. Because if is not releasing faith to get the healing to come. Do you understand while I hear? That Christ said, you go and do it. Meaning that I've given you authority, the power, responsibility to do it. So it's not done. It's not me. 
So it's why if you are praying, if it is your will, the person is just done for. It's not God's fault. We have to see from Scripture that when people don't get well, it's not that God did not heal them. That is the truth. If people don't get well, it's not God's fault. So as you are crying, God is crying with you, the person. Jesus bears that from it. He feels our pains. So when you cry that someone has died, you can just be like, ah, this guy didn't have to die. He's too early. So your pain is pain also. You, you're not making it by blaming him. I'm like, I'm as pain as you are. So it's why we must get full of the word. 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 Believing comes before having. Believing comes before having. You don't have and then believe. It will never work. So it's why you must be full of the word because the word brings believing. Faith, you need word pressure for faith to go out. Must be full of the word. I've talked so much on the word in the last two months. I sincerely hope and pray that you are studying intimately. I have so said it that it will pain my spirit without me knowing if you're not studying the word of God. Do you understand? I've said it for like eight weeks. It means with the word for like eight weeks. Said it in every way. Most on NIV, NKJV, ERV. Said it in every way possible to be intimate with the word. I've said it. I've said it. So if you are still there, being to be studying the word, no, you're on your own. If you know that, Father, I'll give you praise. We well, thank you for your word. Tonight we learn to get ourselves full of the word. Full of the word. Huh? Full of the word. Full of the word. Ah, don't wait till you need healing before you study healing. It might, it might be too difficult then. It might be too difficult. It might be too difficult. Don't wait till then. Don't wait till then. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait till then. Be full of the word on healing now. Don't wait till you have to. You need intervention. Don't wait. Don't wait. It's more difficult to, 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 to learn those things in pain. Do you get my point here? Don't wait. Be full of the word on healing now. Be full of the word on healing now. Be full of the word. He himself took my infirmities. He himself took my sicknesses and carried my diseases. And by his stripes, I have been healed. He himself took it. He himself took it. He took kidney stones. He took kidney problems. He himself took it. He took cancer. He took brain tumor. He took malaria. He took typhoid. He took HIV. He himself took PCOS. He took round round. He took it. He himself took it. He took it. So he took it so that I will not have it. He himself took it. He took it so that by his stripes I have been healed. This is my reality. What Christ has taken from me, I don't have it. What Christ has taken from me, I forbid it. What is not mine, I will not steal. I will not allow. He himself took it. 
himself took it. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray tonight that, you know, this word grows in us. That we actually give ourselves to be full of the word. So that we are always ready, always ready to dispel the adversary that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>